0: Let's just start with a little bit of review uh, where we were two weeks ago. We began talking about spiritual gifts, and we defined spiritual gifts this way. Uh, we borrowed Wayne Grudem's definition that a spiritual gift is any ability that's empowered uh, by the Holy Spirit and used in any ministry of the church. And based off that def- definition, we said there's three criteria, okay? First of all, it's got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, Second of all, it's got to be for the common good. And third of all, it's got to be used for the building of the church. And so we looked at those things, and we talked about how many spiritual gifts are there, you know. And we said, listen, you really can't know how many spiritual gifts there are. That wasn't Paul's point. If Paul was trying to tell us exactly how many there were, he would have given us one list. As it is, we've got to go to three locations. But this we do know. We know that no one person can have all the gifts. And so we kind of started talking about, well, how do you know what gifts you have? And and that led us to this, Okay, really three ways you know. The first and foremost is the Bible would seem to just assume you're going to know. You're going to know what your gifts are, and that's kind of where we are over the next four weeks. We're going to talk to you about what the gifts are, and I think as we we teach on them and explain them to you, you're going to pray over them, and you're just going to know. You're going to go, oh yeah, that's me. Oh no, that's not me. Oh yeah, that's me. So that's the first way. The second thing, when we're done with all that, we'll have a a, a spiritual gift um, inventory for you. You'll be able to take that inventory and and, and see which gifts rank higher or lower because you may know, hey, I think I've got these four, but I'm not sure which one is my strongest. And you take that inventory and you'll figure that out. And then finally, the last thing to do is just to start serving. Um, you jump in and, and you get involved in places and you get involved and you start doing something. You go, oh, that's not for me. I, I need to do something else. And that happens. And we have we have great people in the church that are serving in capacities that, um, that have, have said to us, they've given us a, a good year of service and said, you know what? I love this part of this ministry, but I don't love being uh, over the administrative side. Uh, I want to be over the teaching side. Awesome, awesome. Then we'll just shuffle you around, okay? And that's somebody that is truly seeking out God and figuring out their spiritual gifts, which brings us to uh, to where we are this morning. And that's really talking uh, about about the gifts and and, and talking about what they are. And so we're going to cover four for you this morning, and I'm going to begin here with the gift of leadership. Leadership, okay? Um, Romans twelve six through eight says this. It says, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. And then finally, it says, If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And, and, and that, that word leadership is a big deal. Literally, it means to rule or, or maintain, to be over, to preside over, to be a protector or, or a guardian. And it comes from two words. First word in in the Greek means to stand or to steadfast or to be steadfast or or to uphold or to stand ready. And the second one means before or above. And so this is somebody that goes before you or is above you, that's goal is is to keep you standing firm in your faith. That's their goal. That's their heart. And it says that this this person, this leader, has to do this diligently, it says in in the Greek. And that word means uh, constant, earnest effort, persistent exertion uh, of of body or, or mind. And the imagery really is that of a shepherd, somebody that's a guardian, a protector, that is persistently, constantly giving themselves to help you stand firm. And so here's what we're going to do with these. I'm going to give you an actual definition where you can fill in some blanks. I'm going to give you some biblical examples of people that had that gift. And then I'm going to give you some some signs that you may have this gift. And so let's start with a definition. Uh, Just fill in these blanks with me. Leadership defined. The spiritual gift of leadership is found in people that have a clear vision From God, okay? And that vision from God is regarding the goals and the purposes, the goals and the purposes of the church, okay? They have a clear vision from God regarding the goals and the purposes of the church, and they're able to communicate in such a way that they can motivate, okay, that they can motivate others to pursue that same vision, okay? That's what leadership is. There's somebody that has a clear vision of the goals and purposes of the church, and they can motivate others to pursue that same vision. And some biblical examples, of course, Jesus. Hello, our leader, best leader ever known, right? Jesus was awesome at this. Jesus communicated clearly. He knew the will of God. He taught the will of God. Greatest leader ever known, and kind of a big one. Some other guys maybe you haven't thought about. Abraham. Abraham was a great leader of men. Uh, we, we, we know Moses was a great leader of men. Joshua, who, who fills Moses' shoes, a great leader of men. David, a great leader of men. Daniel, Peter, James, Paul. Again, you're probably not going to get to write all these down. But but jot down a few and, and go back over the week and study some of the lives of these men. Maybe read some of the stories and accounts of them leading. So, so that gets us to, to kind of my favorite part of the morning. Signs that you might have this gift. And there's some fun ones in here, uh, especially when we get to administration. I love you, administrators. Uh, Leadership. So here we go. Signs that you might have this gift. First and foremost, you might... I know this sounds like Jeff Foxworthy a little bit. You might be a redneck if, but here we go. Uh, you might be a leader. You might have the gift of leadership if people follow you and look to you to lead. Imagine that. If people are following you, you're probably a leader. Now, if people do what you do, then you're, you're probably a leader. That's probably the way that, that God has made you, okay? Second, um, if you have a heart to see people experience what's best for their lives. I I told you, you're probably not going to be able to jot all these down. But what's best for their lives. And here's why I say that, right? Because a leader is not about pleasing people, they're about leading people. And those are two different things. So if I want to please you, I'm not going to give you necessarily what's best. I'm going to give you what makes you happy. A leader is not concerned with what makes you happy. They're concerned with what is right and what is best for you. And if you're concerned with what is best for people, you might... Be a leader. Number three, you enjoy leading others and you naturally take leadership when none exists. If that's you and, and there's no leadership and you enjoy it and, and you go to a meeting and nobody's there, you just jump in. You're like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take charge. If, if that's kind of who you are, then, then you might have the gift of leadership. Uh, number four, uh, this is kind of huge. You, you try to lead in humility because you understand that all Christians are subject to to Jesus, who is the head of the church. That's a big part of leadership. You understand that you yourself are under authority, and you're under the authority of Jesus. So it's not an ego thing, is what I'm saying to you. True spiritual gift of leadership is somebody that that loves to lead, and that has Jesus as their leader. And they submit to him, and they humbly walk in that. Now, if that's you, if that describes you, guess what? Your spiritual gift may just be leadership, which is awesome, which is awesome, okay? Gift number two I want to talk to you about this morning, administration. Administration. This is going to surprise you, by the way, because administration is actually a leadership gift. People think that administer, administration gifts are, those are just the people that plan and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is really a leadership gift, and so we'll talk about that a, a, a little bit. So administration, um, 1 Corinthians twelve twenty eight. Uh, Again, you've got that and just kind of jot down with me here. We'll fill in the blanks. It says, um, and in the church, God has has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, uh, then workers of miracles, also having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with the gifts of administration, and those speaking in different tongues. And and, and that word uh, administration in the Greek, it literally means government, but it comes from a Latin word. And the Latin word means to steer, okay? And it's talking about kind of a, the captain of, of a ship. And, and, and here's kind of the, the, the imagery that we get. It's, it's a word picture of somebody that is steering or guiding others to remain on course. Or on task. That's what an administrator does, right? There's somebody with a gift of, of administration, they help steer and guide others to remain on course, to remain on task. They're gifted in that area. Let's, let's define it together, okay? Um, spiritual gift of, of administration is the God given ability to take charge. We have to start. A lot of people don't think of it, people with the gift of administration as being able to take charge, but they, they have this ability that they can step into chaos, they can take charge, and they can say, wait a second, we need to calm down, we need to stop, and we need to get a plan. Okay? That's it's a great ability to step into chaos and to calm people down and say, let's, let's come up with a plan for this. Okay? So they take charge and they organize details and people. Details and people. Now, there are two different kind of administrators, by the way. Some are gifted in, in, in the area of details. They line out every single detail and then they, they tell people, here's your checklist of all the things to do. Okay? That's one type of administrator. Another type of administrator is the person that's great at organizing people. And they organize the people and they call the people over and they say, here's your job, here's your job, here's your job. But, but they let those people deal with all the minute details. Okay? It's just two different types of administration. So spiritual gift... uh, Hold on, go back one more time. Uh, Is the ability to take charge, organize details or people in order to give direction and to make decisions that result in efficient operation and accomplishment of goals. That word efficient is going to be important and that word goals is going to be important as you will see in just a second. So, So what kind of people had uh, these gifts in the Bible. Well, again, Jesus, hes by the way, he's going to be there every time, okay? Every gift. We cannot have every gift, but Jesus certainly did. Uh, and so you're going to put him at the top of every list, okay? But Jesus certainly had the gift of administration. You think, you know, he had three and in his inner circle. He had 12 disciples. He sent out the 72 in pairs. You know, Jesus was very structured in, in, in his ministry. I, I think about Joseph, right? Joseph was a great administrator. He he was in charge of of all of Egypt. Remember what what he did for Pharaoh? Pharaoh put him in charge of everything. Uh, According to the Bible, Titus seemed to have this gift. Paul tells Titus, I want you to stay in Crete, and I want you to be in charge of making sure that there's an elder in every town because of all of the false teaching that's going around. And, and so, so Paul puts Titus in charge of this great ministry. And so, uh, so, so these are just some examples. Now, signs that you might have uh, the gift. I love this. I love this. Ad- administrators are going to love this too. Uh, number one, you love lists, spreadsheets, budgets, organizational charts, and label makers. If you like label makers, you probably have the gift of administration. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, that, that's the dead giveaway. If that's you, you might have the gift of administration, okay? It's kind of a big deal. Number, number two, uh, uh, if poorly organized things frustrate you. If, if you go to something and everybody's like, blah, blah, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to pull out my hair. Um, you know, if, if poorly organized things frustrate you, then you, you might have the gift of administration, okay? It may, it may be something that, that God has given you. Number three, uh, you're, you're not okay with with things simply getting done you long to see them done efficiently. Now, your word for efficiently is right, right? If, if things get done, but they don't get done right, you're not happy. You're not happy. I want them done right. They need to be done right. The fact that it took you an hour and ten minutes to do something you could have done in 45 minutes drives drives me nuts. That's you if you have the gift of administration, okay? Uh, that's, that's you if you have the gift of administration. Number four, um, you're a bit of a perfectionist and you like things done your way. Okay. If that's you, if that's describing you, you may very well have the spiritual gift of administration because that's that's kind of what it looks like when when you know it shows up in your life. Number three. I think we might make it on time. How's your hand? Cramping yet? Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, teaching. Teaching. First Corinthians twelve twenty-eight. Uh, and again, it says, and in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, and third, um, teachers. Third, teachers. Romans twelve seven 7 uh, says, if your gift is teaching, uh, Paul says, then, then, then let him teach. And, and uh, that word teaching, it, it literally means to teach. But the word there, the second one that says teach, uh, it's a word that talks about doctrine. So it's not just about teaching your ABCs. It's about teaching the Bible. Uh, this, this, this is about teaching uh, the, the Bible, and, and so let's, let's define this together. The spiritual gift of teaching, um, again, it's the God-given ability to communicate. Uh, it's the God-given ability to communicate biblical truths so that uh, they can be understood and applied by those that hear them. Okay? so that they can be understood and applied by those that hear them. I'll read it again. It's the spiritual gift of teaching is is the God-given ability to communicate biblical truths so that they can be understood and applied by those that hear them. And again, examples. Hello, Jesus. Jesus, best best teacher ever. Um, Greatest teacher the world has ever known. And so we go with, with Jesus. Paul. Paul was an awesome teacher paul was 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 able to take these great things of God and and teach so many people. Uh, Timothy evidently was a good teacher as Paul exhorted him you know keep on teaching and don 't let anybody look down on you because of your age Timothy you, you have a gift is what Paul was saying to, to Timothy, kind of a big deal. Uh, the Bible says this is the role of elders and, and pastors throughout the bible they 're called to to teach god 's people um, Titus uh, in the book of titus and it's actually it 's actually not Titus, but anyway, in the book of Titus, that's a little mis- misnomer. Uh, in the book of Titus, uh, it, it exhorts um, you know women uh, teach younger women in the faith, and it's talking about the, the need for women to teach teach women uh, the word of God, and and so uh, kind of kind of a kind of a big deal. So um, just just write those things down. Signs that you might have the gift. Okay, uh, first and foremost, if you live to learn, and you love to impart biblical truth to others, you probably have. The spiritual gift of teaching. If you live um, to learn and you love to impart biblical truth into other people's lives, if that if that what get, is what gets you going, if that's what makes you tick, then you probably have the spiritual gift of teaching. Okay, okay. Uh, number two, um, if it drives you nuts when somebody takes scripture out of context, you might be a teacher. Okay. Um, that is one of those things. It is a pet peeve of mine. It drives me crazy if that 's you, you might have the gift of teaching if you you turn on the TV and you hear somebody um, you know taking a little piece of scripture and and then preaching this whole uh, fantastical sermon that has nothing really to do with that piece of Scripture, or, or they're taking that piece of Scripture and they're pulling it out of the context of what's really going on, and you're going, wait a second, that's not accurate, that's not what it means, then you might have the gift of teaching. That, that, that may be you. Number three, um, if people understand and grasp what you teach, you may have the gift of teaching. If somebody comes to you and they say, oh my goodness, you just it made sense to me. You made this thing make sense to me. If that, if that ever happens to you, it may be because God's given you the spiritual gift of teaching. Okay, Because that's what a teacher does. They help things make sense. Uh, finally, um, if people come to you with questions about Scripture, then you might have the gift of teaching. If, if people come to you and they ask, hey, hey, can I ask you a question? And they open their Bible. That's a pretty good sign that they, they view you as somebody that has the ability to teach them something about God's word. And so that's a pretty good sign that you might have the spiritual gift of teaching. Uh, all right, which brings us to our last one. Wow, have I hurt your... I, I think, I've, I think we, we've really gone faster through this than I thought. So, um, you know, again, download the notes off the internet tomorrow. You can fill in all your blanks and, and, and you'll feel better. Um, so the, the last one is, is, uh, is knowledge. Um, the biblical gift of knowledge, and this is kind of misunderstood, 1 Corinthians 12.8 uh, says, To one uh, is given through uh, the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. Okay, um, and, and what does that exactly mean in the Greek? It, well, it means knowledge. The word gnosis means knowledge. Now, some have said that this is a special revelatory gift. Um, that you are speaking new revelations to people, uh, revelations outside of the Word of God, and and when you speak these special words of knowledge, they must be obeyed exactly to the T. Um, Friends, that's dangerous and cultish and, and flies in the face of a doctrinal belief that we hold to that's called the sufficiency of Scripture, that the Word of God is enough, that the Word of God is complete, that the Word of God is accurate. So when, when when somebody tells you they have the gift of words of knowledge and they begin speaking things quote unquote over you and those things are supposed to have authority over you as if they were from God, but they're not scripture, you can say to them in love, get thee behind me, Satan. Okay? Uh, because that's not what this gift is. Now it is a, it is a speaking gift. It says words of knowledge. It is about speaking, but it is also that, that word, words of knowledge, is about speaking and about the word, the Bible. It's about speaking biblical truths over people. Okay, that's what this is, is at the heart of that. So let's define it so that we do away with this, this cultish practice of words of knowledge that somebody can speak over you and you somehow have to submit to them. Uh, for instance, as we're in Laredo and I have people uh, coming to them and, and, and there are cults there and they're, they're saying, listen, uh, we know that what we're asking you is outside of what Scripture would say, but we're going to ask that you would just pray about it and see how you feel. And and, and if you pray about it, and and you feel like it's okay, then that's God telling you that you should accept it. See, they're they're trying to speak some kind of uh, false words of knowledge over you. And as a Christian, you say to a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, uh, I love you, in Jesus' name, get thee behind me. Okay, And, and and, And here's why. That's not how words of knowledge work. Okay, so this is, this is what words of knowledge are. Let's just define it. Uh, the spiritual gift uh, of knowledge is the ability to dig deep. Okay, it's the ability to dig deep into the Word of God. It's the ability to dig deep in the Word of God. Research. Okay, big one, understand. Um, it comes with understanding. This is part of the gift. Remember and make clear information that is useful for the body of Christ. It's all of those things. Let me just say it one more time. The spiritual gift of knowledge is the God-given ability to dig deep into the Word of God, to research, to understand, to remember, and to make clear information that is useful for the body of Christ. Biblical examples. Jesus. I told you he's going to be at the top of every list, right? Um, Solomon. Solomon was, was a man of great wisdom. Um, again, speaking to us the things of God. Um, Ezra, um, when you're reading through the Old Testament, you get to you know, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and you stop and you read about Ezra, and it says he, he devoted himself to the study and to the observation of the law. So when you read the book of Ezra, you have to know this is a guy that was pretty wise. Okay? Paul, um, great wisdom. Timothy, uh, wisdom beyond his years. Signs that you might have this gift. Okay, first and foremost, you love to study. Okay, if you if you love to dig into the Word of God, if you if you love to study, if if, if you know what a concordance is, and and and, and you're you're into footnotes, and and uh, and your your desk is cluttered with all kinds of Bible stuff. Um, if that's you, then then this this may be something that you possess. Second, if you have the ability to take in large amounts of information, I mean massive quantities, and you can take in all the large amounts of information on the subject um, and and explain them in a way that's simple and straightforward, you, you might have the gift of knowledge. And you say, well, that kind of flows over into teaching. It does a little bit. It really does. A lot of these gifts have some overflow, but that's one of the things of the gift of knowledge. It's the ability to to dig in and to do great research on a topic, but then to understand it in such a way that it can be explained simply to somebody that doesn't have the gift. Uh, And friends, this is needed, by the way, in the church because not everybody wants uh, and not everybody is gifted to do this. To, to dig deep and to, to think about how it all fits together and then try to explain it to others. So this is a great need in the church. Uh, number three, um, if people often point out your knowledge of Scripture, right? Uh, you might have the gift of knowledge. If they if people say to you, oh, you, you just know so much Bible. They say that to you a lot. Um, it may be a sign that they don't read the Bible enough. But it may also... Be a sign that you have the gift of knowledge. It may be a sign that, that you know you really do. You enjoy knowing the things of God. You spend a lot of time in God's Word, and God's giving you the spiritual gift of knowledge. Uh, and finally, if it drives you crazy when you hear somebody teach that clearly has not done their homework, um, if that drives you nuts, then you might you might have the gift of knowledge. If 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 you hear somebody kind of get up and they open the word of God and they go, I think this means oh. I don't want to hear what you think. I want to hear what God says, all right? What you think has no eternal impact or significance. What God says has great impact and great significance. all right and so so uh if if that's you now now somebody just be honest of these four gifts, how many of you just hearing what these four gifts are, you think you might have one of these four gifts? Anybody think okay? Awesome! Raise your hand. Don't do the little tiny uh, T Rex hand. I cannot see from up here. Act, act like you're you're more than a, a, a T Rex and reach it up real high. I have one of these four gifts, Pastor. Let me see it. Come on. You're still doing T Rex hands. Hi. I'm str- I'm getting older. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. See, that's great. That's great. Okay. All right. So so those are the four gifts um, that we're going to talk about this morning. Now, what do you start to do with them? Here here we go. Simplicity. Two things I want you to do this week. By the way, we've got three more weeks of these. We're going to get through 16 gifts. Yes, that means on Palm Sunday, when you come and we take communion and the Lord's Supper together, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And somebody says, well, I want to hear about the triumphal entry. Well, you will as we talk about spiritual gifts, okay? Because we're going to be talking about mercy. Mercy. And, and, and hello, uh, this is what, what Palm Sunday is all about. And so you'll just see how God has lined those things up. It's going to be really, really cool. So, um, application, uh, number one, uh, over the next four weeks, I need you to do this every week. Be praying over these gifts. You need to be praying over the four that you heard this morning. You need to be asking God, um, I, I, is this me? God, God I, I, is this me? Is this a gift, um, that, that, that you've, you've given me? Um, and by the way, this is not God is this somewhat me. This should define you. Okay, if this is really one of your spiritual gifts, and you'll see that, because we all have little pieces of these things. Well, yeah, you know, I like a label maker. Well, you may not like a label maker because you like electronics, right? But you can't stand organization, okay? So, so but does this really define me? Um, so, so pray pray over that. Ask that God, God does it define me to a T? Um, and, and here's the second one, and this is the most important, to be honest. Uh, as you're praying over these things, you've got to keep Christ first. Remember where it all starts. This is all about Jesus. Personal worship of Jesus is our highest priority. Friends, when we go to heaven, okay, guess what we're going to be doing? Worshiping Jesus. It's kind of a big deal. It should be your primary focus in life. Primary focus in life. And so to help you remember, I I came up with a little something for you. Jot this down. Maybe draw it on yourself and go to the new tattoo parlor in town. I don't know. Uh, ready? Here we go. Jesus over everything. That's it. That's it to a T. Jesus over everything. This needs to be your heart cry. This needs to be your passion. Guys, the reason that the church is giving itself to, to, to helping you follow Jesus, the reason that I'm going to hound you about taking a spiritual growth assessment and getting a spiritual growth plan is not so I can check you off of a list, but it's because every person that has done it and is pursuing it is telling me how much closer they're walking with the Lord. It's all about Jesus. I challenge you to study the Scripture and, and find me a follower of Jesus that doesn't actually follow Him. Because we live in a country that says, all you've got to do is show up every once in a while. But when you study the Scriptures, followers of Jesus actually, I know it's crazy, they really walk with it. They really talk to him, they really let him be in control of their life it 's really something that that 's transformational, and so I want to challenge you in that area okay and i 'm going to leave you with that, and we need to pray and, and so let's let 's do that together this morning if you'd bow